Welcome back to the Global Tehillim and Physics Daily Call. On behalf of the OU, this is Naftali Herman. It's truly wonderful to be back with all of you. As always, thank you so much for joining the program, for making it a part of your day on Yom Shlishi, the ninth day of the month of Shabbat. I want to thank both of my colleagues, uh, Rabbi Jack Abramowitz, for covering the call all of last week, and Rabbi Karish, Rabbi Phil Karish, yesterday while I was in flight up to New York. Um, I really want to thank them for stepping up to the plate and uh, I'm able to rely on my wonderful colleagues um, when in need. But it's really great to be back with everyone. Uh, actually missed the call. <laughs> uh, so it's really good to be back with everyone. Thank you to our incredible and generous sponsors for their continued support and whose names are prominently listed in the OE Daily email. On the topic of the OE Daily email, um, without getting into the specifics of the technicalities, um, basically, those of you who have been receiving the daily email, um, usually comes out around 11 o'clock Eastern, uh, with the name of the rabbi who will be speaking that day. The OU has been using an internal listserv, um, the last bunch of years since we started the call, and they have moved everything over to a new system. What does that have anything to do with all of you? Is that some of your email addresses, for some reason, were not able to be transferred over. Um, however, an email should be going out today or tomorrow asking you to opt in um, to, to continue to subscribe to our emails. So for whatever reason, um, you get the emails and you stop receiving the emails, um, you'll be able to resubscribe or you can always email me at nuftalih at ou.org uh, for any issues that might come up. Um, I want to thank our, I remember what I said at this point, I want to thank all of our sponsors, and you can, um, um, the deadline to submit a sponsorship for tomorrow's program is 5 p.m. Eastern today. Some of you may have seen, um, there's been some press out there about the, about the Tehillim call, uh, a bunch of different newspapers, uh, both print and digital, picked up um, story that the OU put out. Uh, so some of you might have seen that. Um, we also have a new website, ou.org forward slash Tehillim. Still a little bit of a work in progress, but you can certainly check it out, um, ou.org forward slash Tehillim for more um, information about the call and um, as we continue to move forward to involve and uh, progress where we, where we are and to where we'd like to go. On behalf of the OU, it is my distinct honor to welcome back to the Daily Call and introduce Rabbi Ezra Goldschmidt of Shari Torah in Cincinnati, Ohio, to share Divrei Shizik, which will be immediately followed by Rabbi Goldschmidt, fully reciting our daily four chapters of Tehillim, Parak Chaf, Chaf Gimel, Kuf Chaf Aleph, and Kuf Lamed. Those are chapters 20, 23, 121, and 130. We'll be followed by the Mishaberach Lecholim, with a sizable pause to insert the names of those whom we are davening for, and Rabbi Goldschmidt will conclude with the recitation of Achenu. Please continue to keep five young children who are very much still in need of our tefillos, Chaya Esther Tehila, Bas Ariel Tipora, Rafael Chaim, Ben Sima Rezel, Chaim Lev, Ben Ora Yael, Itan Moshe Chaim, Ben Esther, and Rafael Nisan, Ben Gabriela Esther, in your tefillos, and as well, please keep all of our brothers and sisters in our Israel in your tefillos. Today and always. The Chavod, with great honor, Rabbi Goldschmidt. Thank you, Rabbi Herman, and good afternoon, everyone. It is a pleasure to once again share some Torah with you. 
If we were to give a summation of this coming week's Parsha, B'Shalach, we might give a rundown of events as follows. God splits the sea for us, and right as we finish crossing the path that was formed, the sea comes crashing back down on our Egyptian pursuers. We then have undrinkable waters at Marah, but that's no problem. God miraculously makes them sweet and safe. We need food. Meat would be nice. Okay, God provides us with some delicious quail and then also some delicious man that will come down for us daily. We're thirsty. Okay, God tells Moshe to hit the rock. Really, he's allowed to hit it this time, and water emerges for us all. So what then might be the theme of Parshat Peshalach? I would think, quite simply, that God exists and he cares about B'nai Yisrael, about the Jewish people. Their time in the desert, particularly with the miracles at the start of their journey, leaves no room for doubting that. Or does it? You see, I left out the very end of the parsha in my little review here. After the episode at Rafidim, where the Jewish people complain about a lack of water, the Torah tells us that B'nai Yisrael dare to ask the following question. Hayesh Hashem B'kirbenu Im Ayin. Is God with us or not? The Zohar, usually known for being a rather refined esoteric text uh, in this context, poses the question rather bluntly, uh, and I quote, Did he tipshin habu Yisrael? What, were they stupid? They saw God's presence before them. The clouds of glory surrounded them. They could ask whether or not God was with them? What on earth were they thinking? With all these miracles happening before their eyes, how could they doubt Hashem's existence? In some ways, we don't want an explanation for this. It was wrong for them to ask such a question, but we should want a partial explanation to at least understand where B'nai Yisrael were coming from so that the lesson of this story isn't lost to us. The Zohar gives its own answer to this question, something above my pay grade, but, but let's suggest another way to solve this problem. When it comes to relationships, we have a strange somewhat counterintuitive dynamic. Who are the people that can, and sometimes do, hurt us the most? Ironically, it's the people we love. Our loved ones are the only ones capable of saying things that can rip right into us. It, it need not even be intentional. You take those exact same words and put them into the mouth of a mere acquaintance, even with malice, that can usually roll right off our backs. Why is that? Over time, as a relationship is solidified, we develop a reliance upon a loved one's care for us. We do this to the extent that when that love is not there, however slightly, its absence is strongly felt. And therefore, the closer we are to each other, the greater the sensitivity there is to the slightest friction that exists. If a stranger walks up and insults us, very little harm is done. Besides the fact that they don't know us, that their insult probably has no substance, we also have no sense of disappointment. There's no expectation of care that they are harming. That dynamic might help us with understanding B'nai Yisrael in our parsha. You know, notice that their question was not, Hayesh Hashem im Ayin, is there a God or not? Does God exist? Their question was, Hayesh Hashem Bikir Beinu im Ayin, is God with us or not? Does God still care about us? Is there a relationship? Is there a relationship here? For sure, to doubt God's existence after all they've been through would have been completely absurd. And therefore, that couldn't possibly be what they were doing. What they were doing was doubting the closeness of their relationship to God. So many miracles, God playing the hero for us so often, that created an incredible closeness. But it also created expectations. When God so clearly shows himself to be a caring figure for B'nai Yisrael, you could understand their assumption that he would provide them with water for the trip, 
and you could understand their question when that water isn't immediately available. Hayish Hashem Bekebenu Imayin, is God with us or not? Because the God we know wouldn't possibly let this happen unless he's decided he's no longer interested in us. Okay, understandable. Now I think we can begin to get where B'nai Yisrael are coming from. We can understand such a question. But again, despite explaining this question, we need to understand that it is still wrong. Amalek attacks immediately after this question is uttered. Our sages tell us because it was a failure to entertain the thought that God was no longer with them. Why? For coming back to relationships, to feel that absence when a loved one hurts us. That's a natural reaction. That hurt shows the closeness we normally have with another is desired and missed. The problem is that this pain can cause us to lose all sense of context. That small disappointment can irrationally devolve into a perception that something far worse is going on. When our loved one says something or does something that hurts us, we can start to have deranged thoughts. He doesn't love me, she hates me, etc. When we're hurt this way, as painful as it is, we often need to step back for a minute to see that such perceptions are absurd. And we need to remind ourselves that the very reason this hurts so much is because we are, in fact, so close. Why does this hurt? Because this person has invested so much energy and time into building this relationship with me in the past. The hurt is real, but at the same time, it's the greatest indicator that the relationship is alive, well, and worth repairing. That greater context helps us come to our senses and realize that everything is basically okay still. Nothing major, nothing irreparable has occurred. The Nate Yisrael should have taken a step back to remember the overwhelming kindness they'd experienced. That would have helped them realize the absurdity of suggesting that God wasn't with them. A perceived slight should have been looked at from a bigger perspective, a perspective that trusts in God's love and care. And so in our own relationships, may we learn this lesson, lesson well and remain trusting, trusting in the love of our spouses, our parents, our children, and most of all, the Ribbono Shalom. We'll now recite a few chapters of Tehillim, beginning with Perkaf, chapter 20. <laughs> Rana Bishua Secha, Ushem Elohinu Nedgo, Himale Adonai Kol Mishalo Secha. Atoya Dati Kiho Shia Adonai Mishiko, Ya Anehu Mishame Kojo, Vigurus Yesha Yemino. Elevareka the Elevasusim, the Anachnu Beshem Adonai Elohinu Nazkir. Hima Karauven Afalo, the Anachnu Kamanu Venisodad. Adonai Hoshia Hamelech Yaninu Viom Korin. Chapter 23. Neged Sorerai, Gishanta Vashemen Roshi, Kosi Revaya. Ach to Vachesed Yerdefuni Koyame Chayai, Vishanti Beves Adonai, the Orech Yamin. Perkuf Chapter 121. 
Shir Lama Alof, Esra Enai El Heharim, Me'ayin Yavo Ezri, Ezri Me'im Adonai, Osei Shamayim Ha'aretz. Ayitain Lamot Agracha, Ayanum Shomarecha. Ine Lo Yanum Velo Yishan, Shomer Yisrael. Adonai Shomarecha, Adonai Tzelecha, Al Yad Yiminecha. Yomam Hashemesh Lo Yakeka, Yareach Balayla. Adonai Yishmorecha Mikora, Yishmor Esnafshecha. Adonai Yishmor Tzisra Uvoecha, Me'ata Ve'ad Olam. Perek Kuflamid, Chapter 130. Shir Hama'alos Nima'amakim Kerasicha Adonai. Adonai Shema Vekoli, Tiena Oznecha Kashuvos Lekol Tachanunai. Im Avonos Tishmor Yah, Adonai Mi Ya'amod. Ki Emecha HaSelbicha, Lema'an Tivarei. Kibisi Adonai Kibasa Nafshi Belidvaro Hochalpi. Nafshi Adonai Mishomerim Laboker Shomerim Laboker. Yachel Yisrael El Adonai Kiim Adonai Hachesed Baharbei Imo Fedus. Behu Yefdeh Es Yisrael Mikol Avonosav. We now recite the Mishomer for Cholim, a prayer for those who are sick. As we say it together and pause, please insert the name of those in need of a Rafua Shalima. A full and complete recovery. Misha Beirach Avosinu Abraham Yitzchak Yaakov Moshe Aaron David Ushlamo Hu Yivarech Virape Es Hakolim. Ba'avur sha'anu mispalim ba'avuram. B'shazeh ha'kadosh baruchu yimalei rachamim aleihem. Ba'achalimam ularaposam ularachazikam ularachayosam. B'yashlach lahem mehira refuah shalimam min ha'shamayim. B'chol yivareim ulechol gidehem b'soch sha'ar chole Yisrael. Refuah sa'nefesh, refuah sa'guf. Hashda ba'agala uvizman kariu v'nomar amin. We now conclude with the recitation of Achinu. A short prayer that the Jewish people receive every sort of physical and spiritual salvation that's needed. Achinu kol beis Yisrael, hanesunim patzara uvashivya, omedim bein bayam uvein bayabasha, hamakom yirachem alehem, biyotziim mitzara lirvaka, umeyafela laora, mishibud legeula, hashta ba'agala uvizman kariv venomar amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Rabbi Goldschmidt. We look forward to having you back on the program in the near future. We hope and pray that all of our collective efforts for safety, strength, and a refua for all of those in need will be answered with Tova for good. Please join us again for our next scheduled program tomorrow on Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern. With hearts full of faith, stay strong, hopeful, and optimistic. Wishing everyone a wonderful, healthy, and safe day.